The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. Hey, you are listening to Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. Because of the situation that the world finds itself in at this moment, we wanted to take this opportunity to reach back into one of the very first Medjinomics broadcasts. These were the formative broadcasts which shaped people's way of thinking. Yes, a lot of the current and newer broadcasts do a lot of that, but there's a lot of new people that have joined us over the past 11 years that he's been doing these Metronomics broadcasts. This broadcast comes to us from December the 31st, 2009, and it's important for you to be clued in to a lot of the things that he's speaking about. Now, those of you that have been following a friend of Medjugorje for some time now, some of these things you probably have heard before, but most likely there's a lot in this broadcast that everyone needs a little refresher on. And we also wanted to clue you in with this broadcast as well to pay close attention to certain things that he speaks about again back in 2009 that today make a lot more sense. So here is a friend of Medjugorje, December the 31st, 2009. The resolutions are something that always has to be done in the present because we get so busy scurrying about and doing this and, and how the world has enslaved us that we actually quickly lose those resolutions. 
and thinking that I'll make them tomorrow. So the present is always the time to make the resolution, and then the resolve is to stay with that. Today, in this day and age, way things sail us along in the winds of society blowing through these sails, and the rudder is society. And the only way to hold on to that is to have a prayer life, a quiet time where we can stay committed to what we're called to do. And, of course, a lot of things are tied to economics, and a lot of woes today are tied to the economics, particularly in the way that it causes stress, causes people to be greedy, causes people to sin. And so the purpose of Medianomics is to bring people more stable, to be more independent of the society in a way that you can be more free to serve God. Often we've heard, oh, I wish I could do this, but I can't. I, you know, I've got to work. Or Often people are living on two incomes. And whatever means people have, where they're at the bottom of the society and their income are at the top, people on all those levels can live beyond their means. Very wealthy live beyond their means. We often hear this about professional sports players. You know, suddenly they come into all this money, and they have five houses, and they have bankruptcy. Making eight figures, not six figures. They can't do this. They don't know how to manage the money. So it doesn't matter where you are, you've got to live beneath your means. And that brings peace and security. And not only security, it brings the ability to, to be connected more to God rather than the worries of the world, as we quoted last week about going from week to week, paycheck to paycheck, never resting, because people just want to do a little sacrifice, cut back. And radically change your situation, the peace that would come from that would be tremendous. Your payback on sacrifice is much better than 30 years or the next 50 years of just going from check to check. So that's what this show's about. Uh, J.G. Holland said, Of all the advantages which come to any young man, I believe it to be demonstrably true that poverty is the greatest. That's what motivated me to do what I did. And that's poverty is a great motivator. You know, and now we got things that alleviate poverty, and so many people do nothing, and they're waiting, and that God is the government and money. And philosopher Goethe said, everything in the world can be endured except continual prosperity. You know, it, it can't stay. It's just the facts. I know I read years ago that there's a 70-year financial cycle, all the way back before the Roman Empire. The war trade routes, everything had global depression. It's every 70 years. They said we had a depression or economic collapse in 89. We had it now. We had it, what, in the 70s. But these were not total corrections. What we're talking about is, is coming to a point of total correction. And I think you have to root this to the message, June 25th, 1989, that Satan has special plans to enslave you through materialism. He is active in this plan. We armor ourselves with so many things, just like David. David... Uh, they wanted to give him armor, and this was too much baggage. It weighed him down. He said, get rid of this stuff. He needed to be free. He just needed to throw the sling and, and kill Goliath. And we've got a Goliath before us. We, we have so many things that, that don't mean anything to us. Churches, are, they fail to win allegiances many times because they're just going to material equipment. Our value here in the mission, as a mission, is our life, our prayer life, what we live. All we have to be successful is our prayer Everything else is just a tool to spread that, but it's not the equipment and then our prayer life. So you have churches failing. Colleges, you know, they want the best dormitories. They want all these things. And in that, they forget the learning. And you got these kids running around, parents, you know, huge sums of money, dressing them up. And what value is that? Nobody's been taught. Saturdays are such a wasted labor day when people could be secure in the future. 
the whole football scene, all this stuff is garbage. Now, I'm going to offend people by saying that, but I'm telling you, you're going to regret this folly that you're so following when you should be poisoning yourself, not poisoning yourself with football and these sports and excessive love for them. Sports is okay, but the excessive love for them. Our lady said that, excessive love. Do not have excessive love for sports. It's poisoning your future. Instead, you should be poisoning your future on Saturday. Saturdays is our big work day here for the community. It's where we do our, a lot of our stuff to, to make it for the next week. We've got a saying here, 511. Five days for God, we work. One day for us, a Saturday, and one day for rest. And, and people, they forgot this whole method. It's a great thing and a great gift to be able to devote most of your week just to working for God. And people say, oh, yeah, that's you. No, we're in society just like you. So the circumstances are this. And what are you going to make with those circumstances is 90% attitude. Why is one person prosper? Why is one person? There were 150 major war centers when we started this mission, when I was in Boston. And what made this break loose compared to the others? Not that they're not doing work, and we're for everybody. But what was the difference? A lot of us, the approach, the financial structure, the way we didn't want to be tied to that. We wanted first a spiritual life. We wanted to live it. We didn't want to be a Medjugorje Center. Our lady liked it enough when she came here. She says, I want to establish a community here. I was shocked by this when Maria told me this after an apparition. And so we just ran it the same way. The value of money lies in its control by spiritual purposes. That's a French proverb. So to desire it for its own sake is to destroy all human values. And that's where we are in society. We're destroying ourselves, valuing the money, equated to something that's going to increase human values and decreases. Its purpose or silver or gold is strictly to be managed by spiritual purposes and for spiritual intents. You know, God gave us silver. God gave us gold. It's also a French proverb where the golden age is the age in which gold does not rule. It's our attitude toward it. Then you prosper. And I mean prosper. I don't mean you're, you're wealthy and you got a yacht. I mean you prosper in that you're able to live underneath your means. The happiest people is those who are people who don't have a lot. We've been in areas in different countries where the happiest people were those who had the least. And so God knows what we need. And so depressions come to correct things. And one thing we need to be corrected from is posterity. We take it for granted. We believe it's our due. Like I wrote in Prayer to Heal Our Lands. The Purple Mountains of Majesty no longer held as our blessing, but as our due. We rode that for ski lifts and, and enjoyment. All this. We just have really shunned God in, in looking at who gifted us with these things. And we're, we're going to lose them. We're in danger of losing them. Everybody feels it now. So the whole thing is, how do you poise yourself? Do you don't want to keep wasting your Saturdays running around because some football coach told your kids to be here? I tell you, it's stupid. And one day you're going to say the same thing. You may call me that now, but you'll regret it. I'm telling you, it's going to come. Joan? This is entitled, Wealth That Can't Be Tallied. Nicaragua is the poorest country in Central America. Approximately half the population lives on the equivalent of less than $1 a day. The scene is familiar to anyone who has traveled the back roads of Latin America. There are miles of ramshackle homes with dirt floors, no electricity, and no running water. Women use rocks to pound the laundry clean in streams that run alongside their homes. Half-dressed children without shoes run through scattered livestock. Men fish with lines attached to pieces of wood since they don't have rods or reels. 
To Western eyes unaccustomed to traveling here, it looks desperately bleak. Yet there is something else that here you can't escape noticing. Most of the people seem genuinely happy. Kids play with no less abandon than kids anywhere else. Men and women greet you with a nod, a toothy grin, and a pleasant buenos dias. Their eyes smile. They laugh a lot. Larry, an attorney from La Jolla who married a local, told about the first time he invited his wife's family over for dinner. There was a terrific rainstorm, and since the river was high and her family had no transportation, he was afraid they wouldn't make it. He needn't have worried, he said. He could hear them approaching two blocks away, laughing and singing, covered with mud. Most Americans have difficulty imaging the daily struggle of these people, yet they aren't miserable. Far from it. It's true, the poor are genuinely happy here, says Horatio, an Argentine who has lived and traveled throughout Latin America. To us, it looks like they have nothing, but they draw tremendous strength from their families, their Catholic faith, and their community. It's a sad irony that so many in the land of material comfort suffer from discontent, anxiety, and neurosis, while the folks here earning a subsistence living off the land and the sea seem relaxed and cheerful. Some will argue that you can't miss what you never had, what you wouldn't even dare to dream, but something more is going on here. One Stoic philosopher said, Learn to wish that everything should come to pass exactly as it does. His student also agreed, The first rule is to keep an untroubled spirit. The second is to look things in the face and know them for what they are. This is not just a practical mindset. For Nicaraguans, it is a way of life. When you can't make the world conform to your desires, your best option is to moderate those desires and seek contentment within. Happiness, it turns out, is an inside-out job. Satisfaction from fulfilling material wants, on the other hand, is always short-lived. This idea was widespread in the ancient world. Buddha in India and the Stoic philosophers in ancient Greece and Rome counseled people to break their emotional attachment to status and material wealth and cultivate an attitude of acceptance instead. To some, this sounds defeatist. What's the point in railing against circumstances that can't be altered? More often than not, changing your mind is a more effective strategy than changing the world. I don't mean to romanticize the living conditions of these Nicaraguans, incidentally. This is tough living. Literacy rates are low. The infant mortality rate is high. Many Nicaraguans lack access to basic education and essential health care. Still, you can't help but admire the dignity and spirit here. As the British essayist Eric Heller observed, be careful how you interpret the world. It is like that. And I believe you have the same thing with people saying, if I had a you know, different birth or born in different circumstances or better training and different employment or not these hardships, what you have before you is what God placed you in. And this speaks to biblical truth, what you just said. The principle is that you know, what's in the present is God's will. Now, you may mess that up and you may put yourself in some dire situations, but the fruit of those bad decisions is God's will because it serves as, as chastisement in some ways or shape, form, or fashion. So the best thing to do is to start taking those hardships and say, instead of saying, take this obstacle away, what do you do with circumstances that make it better? And so again, that was a friend of Medjugorje, December the 31st, 2009. If you paid close attention to what he spoke about, Probably one of the most impacting things that he said was the prophetic words about sports. 
Think about where sports is today, how politicized it has become. And a friend of Medjugorje said back in 2009, you might call me crazy now, but here we are in April of 2021. Do you call him crazy now? His words specifically is that you're going to regret this and that you're poisoning your future. Again, this is long before sports has become what it's become even today. So joining us also is Century Silver to speak to us about what's happening right now. One of the most striking things that I noticed about the broadcast is not necessarily any one of the specific points that was made by a friend of Medjugorje, but just how apparent it is when you listen to these older broadcasts of just how prophetic his words are and how much they come true day by day, more so now than ever. One point I'd like to hit on is what he said about poverty and how those who are in poverty are really a lot of times very happy. But there's a distinction between that kind of poverty and then the destitute poverty, which many, many people may very well find themselves in in the near future if they don't make a change in their way of life, according to the messages which a friend of Medjugorje makes so clear to us. We know more and more people today have gone the wrong direction, and they are beginning to place more and more faith in the financial markets. The stock market, the major indexes, are at super all-time highs. Bitcoin is soaring at its all-time high. And a friend of Medjugorje said several months ago, sometime last year, I guess, that what's happening is we're getting these warning signs, and it's causing division. There are those who are separating away from the system, and then those who are going more to it. And those who are in love with the system or putting com their complete faith in the system are likely those who will really end up destitute with nothing. A friend of Medjugorje also highlighted the point that continued prosperity cannot be sustained forever. And we're in a cycle like that. Yes, we've seen our ups and downs and some really big downs and some really scary times. But at the same time, everything still looks really, really good. But we know from history and we know from the message and we know from a friend of Medjugorje's unlocking and breaking open of the messages and his prophecies for so many years that this economic system cannot be sustained. And by Our Lady's words, everything that is not of God is passing and will fall apart. One aspect of separating from the system so that you don't crash with it is to separate from the financial system. You can do that in part with the miraculous metal Medjugorje silver round. For those of you who don't know anything about the rounds, this is a one-ounce silver piece with images of the miraculous metal and some images of the apparition sites in Medjugorje and also at Caritas, Alabama. Those are made available through Century Silver Exchange. You can contact us by calling 877-936-7686 or visiting CenturySilver.com. We really encourage you to call if you've never talked to us before or haven't received any information. We've got a host of information that really gives a depth of understanding uh, that we make available to you free, including a friend of Medjugorje's book, It Ain't Gonna Happen. Century Silver Exchange is a for-profit subsidiary of Caritas of Birmingham. It bears its own expenses and pays taxes on its income. If there is earnings left over at year-end, it may make a dividend donation to Caritas to further its mission efforts. A friend of Medjugorje designed the miraculous metal Medjugorje silver round for the purpose of giving people an option to store their wealth in a place secure until they reach a place where they're able to sustain themselves off of the land. And so to end this broadcast, 
we're going to go back again to that December the 31st, 2009 broadcast, where a friend of Medjugorje will speak precisely to this, about building your own place and building your own culture. So here is a friend of Medjugorje. What you're talking about is being stakeholders. I mean, you're settlers. You're settling. People don't have this concept. In fact, people's concept is to live in a subdivision. You're nomads. These are nomadic people. I can move up to another place where I'm stuck here. It's not even home. What do you call home? It's a house. Home is someplace your kids play in the creeks. It's your grandkids play in the same creeks. You have your own cemetery. And nobody thinks this way anymore. Nobody thinks village mentality. And to build a culture. We keep going to Hollywood. Give us different movies, people say. They want them to create the culture. You take charge. That's what all these messages are simply saying. You take the charge of your spiritual life. You take the value of the money and let it be controlled spiritually. The silver in and of itself, the attachment, that, that doesn't mean anything. It's a transitional thing. So if you can divest and get your equity, do whatever you have to do. Get your savings, put it in that in the interim until you can find you someplace or to restructure your life however God calls you. Yes, there's cities and there'll always be cities. But the city of David had animals in it. The cities today are sanitized of everything. And people are starting to think different. New mentalities coming through the messages, even though they don't have any idea, even if they're pagan, the messages are affecting things and people are starting to say, right down Manhattan, they're making ordinances where you can have chickens. And it should be that way. We've talked about that before, hogs and everything else. We need to go back to a closer, grayer way of life, even in the city. Can you imagine? Just Let's just go back to 1900s in the cities. Let's say New York. You know how many horses was there? You know what that smelled like going down the streets? And, and you can look on any old pictures, and you see the women walking along the Sundays with the parasols and the men, gentlemen, with their top hats like Lincoln always wore. And they were refined, they had nice houses and the little city streets, one after the other, and the immigrant neighborhoods, everything had the flowers out there. And it stunk. It stunk. That wasn't a problem for the people because that was poor life. Give me the smell of that instead of the cinch of crime and the greed and the brutality and unfriendliness of the cities. So cities even need to be transformed. Actually, they need to be broken up. Small neighborhoods, four or five blocks, ought to just take charge and say, we want out. Make your own little village. I've thought about these things for years, but the point is, is stop. What's that old 60s song? Stop, look, look what's this happening. Y'all are too young to know. <laughs> but just stop. Are these messages that today? That's every, their children today, look at it. She's saying, stop, digest what's happening, and what are you going to do about it? And so there's a lot you can do. People are hand-wringing and thinking, okay, I just got to pray. Well, pray leads to action. Pray leads to change, conversion, and then that conversion Leads to action. You need to change what? The direction of your life, she says. You're going one way, I want you to go another way. And people, I've had one guy from New York once say, it's easy for you. You got a community. No, I was doing what I was doing for years, 10, 15 years before the community. I was changing my direction in life. Thank God I was ahead of the curve. And thank God I'm able to do what I'm doing now and promote the message because we fell in a pattern. And everybody should be in tune with the messages even before they hear it. And it's often here. We'll speak here. We'll say the prayer at the apparition time of the 25th message. And what we say is exactly what we talked about. Or we'll be giving a talk the day before. And then the message comes out the next day with it. Or we pick the message the next day. And exactly what we are talking about was the message. You start living this simple life. You become in tune with the Holy Spirit. And what he wants to tell you. And then it's confirmed later 
from a priest with the pulpit, somebody on the street, whatever. There's a lot you can do. And remember, your circumstance, no matter what it is, 90% of that changes those circumstances is your attitude. Again, that was A Friend of Medjugorje, December the 31st, 2009. On behalf of A Friend of Medjugorje, Caritas of Birmingham, the Community of Caritas, BVM Pilgrimages, the Caritas Mission House in Medjugorje, Medjugorje.com, and Radio Wave 24 Hours. Good night. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.